everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. On today's episode, I actually found one more. We've got about three or four episodes left. You've heard me reference them before, um, what I'm calling Fitfluential Radio Legacy episodes. So these were episodes that I recorded when we were still called Fitfluential Radio. Um, Some of these just with us changing um, podcast production companies, they got lost in the shuffle. So I think we've got just maybe two or three more episodes that were Again, lost in the shuffle. We thought they were live. They weren't live. Um, But this is an interview with John Asroff. And I remember first hearing about him or or seeing him being exposed to him back when The Secret first came out. And so if you do some Googling, you'll probably recognize him. Um, And this is a really good interview. He's got a new book out. And I'm hoping, I think it would be really more relevant than ever to get him back on the show. Um, His new book is called Inner Size, The New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. And for those of you that might, you know, you hear this kind of stuff and you're like, oh, that's a little out there for me. Really, you you need to look into this because most of us are going around, and I'm going to do a whole show on this. We're going about our daily lives, not even realizing how much we're operating out of behaviors that have been conditioned within us, either by our family, by societal norms, whatever. A lot of us are doing things and we don't even know why we do it. We don't even know why we think the way that we do, whether it's about politics or religion or, you know, I mean, I certainly have seen this in my own self uh, as I have had discussions about politics or even more uh, on religion, things that I, I was like, well, this is, my opinion on that. And then I realized I didn't even know why I had that opinion. And I, when I unwound my thought patterns, I realized, okay, the reason that I've thought this way is because everyone in my family thinks that way. And everyone in my family thinks that way because everyone in their family felt that way. Like nobody ever kind of wakes themselves up. A lot of us don't and said, and decides I'm going to 
decide how I want to think. I mean, again, I don't want to make too much of this introduction, my pontification on this subject, but I really do urge you to to listen to folks like John, who have done quite an extensive amount of studying of the human brain and how it works. um, And how, again, sometimes our conditioning can work against us. Now, the good thing about conditioning is we can recondition ourselves. We can at any time become aware of how magnificent our brain is and start using it in a more proactive manner um, towards what we want to achieve, towards how we look at ourselves, which is going to affect our behaviors towards going for the goals that we have in our life. All of this has to do with with you know our brain and how we think. And we have so much power to change the way that we think, and therefore change the way that we act. So many of us don't even realize that we're acting on autopilot. I'm doing actually quite a lot of reading on this topic, um, on neuroprogramming, neuroscience. There's some tremendous authors that I hope to have uh, on the show soon, and I certainly will be reaching out to John to have him back on the show. But for right now, sit back and enjoy. This is a little bit past 30 minutes, uh, an interview with John Asraf. And again, this is in regards to his new book, Inner Size, that is out. And we'll link up to that, of course, in the show notes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fitfluential Radio. I'm your host, Heli Alexa, and I am extremely, extremely excited to have John Asaraf on the show today. I am a huge fan of his from way, 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 way back in the days when he was involved in Secret, but I am so excited for you guys to tune into this interview. We're going to be talking about his new book, and literally everything that he is writing and teaching about is what it's in full alignment with everything I have discovered in my own life to be true. And this is about the mind and, and how we can control our future for the better with our mind. That's me paraphrasing. But John, so honored to have you on the show. You know I'm a big fan. I feel that we became best friends before we started recording. And whether you say so or not, I'm declaring us best friends. But <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're my new bestie. How's that? I do feel that we've we've reached bestie status. Uh, Super awesome. excited, and for anybody else too. Of course, we're going to link up to everything uh, John related, and we'll um, have him describe where you can find uh, all of his latest stuff in the show, as you know. But I really want you to go tune to his website because I told him this before we we started. I said I'm saying this in the most innocent way. I'm not hitting on you because I have the love of my life that I met last year. But I I found John Asraf, you know, again probably how many years ago was that 2015 maybe 15 20 years ago and if you look him up now he i think he looks better now and looks better in every way than even 20 years ago and that's remarkable and a lot of that is due to certainly what he's talking about today with his new book and program called Underside. so i'm not even going to try to attempt and explain this john i think you're best at it tell everybody what exactly is Intersize, and then we'll go from there Sure, Kelly. Many people remember um, Jack LaLanne back in the 70s. He basically put nutrition and exercise on the map, saying that it was good for your muscles, good for your organs. And over the last 20 years, we have understood or or started to understand so much more about the brain and, and the different neuro muscles that we have and the different circuits that we have that I've been focusing on how do we build, you know, neuromuscles like confidence, empowering beliefs. 
how do we build neuromuscles like focus and attention and awareness and decision-making and willpower? Hmm. These are all what I call our neuromuscles. And what the latest brain research has shown us is that we're not hardwired. We're not born with a fixed brain. Our brain is actually an organism, not an organ. And this organism is creating new connections, new pathways, new beliefs, new perspectives every moment of every day. And what we now have discovered is that we can do inner sizes to strengthen our key or core mindset and emotional skills so that we can achieve our goals faster and easier than ever before and not be the victim of things like fears or limiting beliefs or low self-esteem. I love what you said. And I'm, I'm, every time I'm interviewing somebody, I'm taking notes so I know what to you know, pick up on with, with my next question. So I was feverishly writing down all of these notes. And I love what you said. Br- the brain is an organism, not an organ. And what a, what a profound truth bomb there. Because when I think of our organs, I think of our, you know, our heart, our liver, our intestines, whatever. That's what you're born with. You can't you know, work your intestinal muscle necessarily. It's a fixed object, right? And yet an organism, when you think of it that way, it does make me understand or, or you know, maybe it just becomes more real when you think about an organism that you can affect. And certainly, I know you're going to talk to this shortly, you're probably going to address people who say, and I won't mention anyone in particular in my family, but they'll say, that's just the way I am. That's how I was born. I'm stubborn. That's just how I am. I'm, I must not be able to lose weight. That's just how I am. It must be in my DNA. And all of these things typically are when people are talking about their finances or their weight or their overall health or you know, not being able to get a job. They go, shrug, it's just me. This is the way I was born. And that is that kind of what you're referring to as well, that many of these things, people don't realize we are in control of these behaviors. It's not just, hey, this is the way you were born, deal with it. Yeah. And um, if we go back to, you know, the 70s and 80s, as early as back then, um, it was thought, it was believed that we are born hardwired. And that's where the old adage, well, you're just like your father. You're Mm -hmm. just like your grandmother. Oh my God, those traits are just like your grandparent. And so we used to have this belief that, yes, we were born hardwired and fixed. And so people aren't wrong in thinking that, except it's an old way of thinking and it's actually not true. And there's a lot of research that have shown that some people fall into the category of having a fixed mindset and their way of thinking and being is fixed. This is just the way I am and I can't change and the circumstance can't be different. Um, But all of the research, um, you know, many, many years worth of research research is saying, no, um, there are people who have a growth mindset. And that slight shift of going from fixed to growth mindset means that now I know I have the ability to change. And there's a lot of amazing uh, research on, you know, changing your brain to changing your life or changing your financial situation or changing your weight, because everything that we think, everything that we feel, everything that we do, all of our perspectives are nothing more than neural patterns in our brain. And we weren't born with any beliefs about money, about relationships, about confidence, about uh, what we can or can't achieve. 
uh, we learn all of those things from our parents, our teachers, our experiences, the meaning that we give things, the emotions that were associated with the things when we were learning them. And those patterns in the brain are nothing more than th- something called neural networks. Just, you know, think of, you know, marbles connecting with each other. So if you think of your brain cells, which we have 85 billion of them, creating connections amongst each other between what we hear, see, smell, taste, touch, experience, we create these patterns. The patterns that are reinforced become more dominant, almost like a highway system, you know, that connects one city to the next in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a state. Mm-hmm. And so our brain is actually pretty efficient. It says, listen, the patterns that are repeated, especially from birth to 12 years old, we're going to make these patterns easy to drive along. And what most people misunderstand is that just because a pattern is easy doesn't mean it's not easy to change also. Hmm. And I love what you say about, you know, change in general, because we, what's the famous saying, you know, change is the one thing. Well, there's so many sayings about change and it's the one thing that people fear the most. And I, again, know several people in my family in particular, as well as friends who everything about change scares them. And, and I think it's because they just won't allow themselves to believe that there's a possibility outside their own existence. And I think that's one of the first steps you have to do. And, and you mentioned it before when you said a fixed mindset is you're saying, this is just the way I am. It's almost like you're stuck. You're, you're stuck in this one place and you have zero control. I know that I, I was there before. And I'm certainly a person who has embraced change and done the work on myself. And because I've done the work on myself, I'm now facing a much different future than I was five or 10 years ago. And, and it took doing the work. But when you get the growth mindset, like you said, where you suddenly understand I have the ability to change, that's so simple, but it really is so profound because you have to believe that you can change your circumstances. And, and I know that you've talked about that before, that it's it's the way we view ourselves. It's the way we feel stuck. It's the way that we are, are very insecure and we think, I'm overweight. I'm not healthy. My relationship sucks. My job sucks. I'm not making any money. I'm just unhappy. And this is where I'm stuck. How do you, how do you address people that feel that they're stuck and they're so insecure and they're so down that they, they can't even seem to think that there's a way out? How do you, how do you address that? Um, great question. In, 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 a, in a couple of moments, let's talk about the four things that can hold people back. But before we get there, in, in chapter two of my book, Inner Size, I talk about uh, the chapters called Meet the Gorilla. And in that chapter, I talk about how your two brains are keeping you stuck. And I'll get to, to what the two brains are so people have an understanding. But first and foremost, I want everybody to understand there's nothing wrong with you. Um, but you may not have the knowledge or the skills uh, to deal with whatever issue is holding you back. So let's understand the brain first. Uh, You talked about change before, and the only human that likes change is actually a wet baby. Everybody else... (laughs) That's awesome. Sorry. Everybody else resists change. Now, the question is why? And the answer is this. The number one responsibility of our brain, number one above all else, is safety first. So what kind of safety? Well, safety for your life, safety to make sure that you don't experience emotional, mental, physical, financial pain, 
And so anytime that your brain analyzes um, what it might need to do in order to change, it first looks at could this change cause mental, emotional, physical, financial uh, pain and discomfort? And if the answer is yes, it automatically puts the brakes on your motivation and desire to take action. So this is an automatic process that, that most people just have no idea is happening. So safety first, um, right next to safety is energy conservation. So if the change requires any mental or emotional or physical energy, your brain says no. Your brain's a miser. It says, I don't want to potentially you know, get hurt and I don't want to use up energy just in case I need it for survival. So the first two steps in the brain's processing is to conserve energy and to keep you safe just in case mm. something goes wrong. And so when we have this you know, goal, whether it's to lose weight and look better and feel better and have more energy, et cetera, when we have this goal to earn more money or to ask our boss for a raise or to start that business or write that book or leave a relationship, you know, that we're not happy and we want to get into a better relationship. The operating process of the brain first is analysis of the danger, real or imagined. It doesn't care. So even though the uh, two parts of the brain, one I call is Einstein, you know, Einstein wants you know, to figure out how I can and why I will and what I want and gets all excited about possibilities. But the other part of the brain that lights up as soon as Einstein comes up with all those great ideas, I call him Frankenstein. And so Frankenstein okay, says, okay, uh, what's in the memory bank of anything you've done, anything you've experienced, anything you've heard, anything you've read, uh, anything that you've seen? What that what, what is it that correlates with what it is that you want to do where you have seen other people fail and have been hurt mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, whatever the case is? And if there's anything in your memory bank from 30, 40, 50, 60 years of being alive, that percolates right up to your consciousness. Blood is taken away from the motivational and motor cortex in the brain, and you procrastinate. And you say, ah, I don't really want to do this. And you do it in the form of self-talk or rationalizations. And rationalizations is our way of telling ourselves rational lies. You know, one of the things, and I don't think he would say it anymore, but one of the things my dad used to say to me when I was younger, and I, I got so mad, and even saying it now, I, I really don't think he would say it anymore. He's, he's changed a lot. He would say, the best predictor of someone's future is their past. And I think quite a lot of people have either heard that or they believe that. Like, I've never been able to do this before, therefore I never will. I've never been able to lose weight, so why would anything be different now? And it's easier to believe, like you said, to get into negative self-talk and find... I've always used this phrase, what you search for, you will find. If you want to find support for why you can't do something, you'll be able to find it. If you want to stand in front of the mirror and find out where you think you look fatter today than yesterday, you'll find it. But if you go into that same mirror and say, I bet you I look a little leaner today because I worked out, you will see that. It really, you can, you can guide your mind, but what you look for, you will find. And I, what would you say to somebody who says um, what my dad used to say? And again, I don't think he says it anymore that, the best predictor of the future success is what you've done in the past. I, I strongly disagree. I'm, I'm guessing you would. 
well, I would agree from the, the greatest predictor um, is going to be, you know, uh, the past. However, that doesn't mean that if you make the decision and are committed to change, that that holds true. And, and there's a reason behind it. You know, in addition to what your dad said, you know, I'm sure you could fill in the blank here. We are creatures of habit. Right. And so what is a habit in the brain? A habit in the, in the brain is a shortcut for the way we think, the thoughts we have, for our emotions and our behaviors. So it, going back to what I suggested earlier that our brain wants to conserve energy, thinking differently requires energy. Feeling differently about something requires energy. Doing something differently requires energy until we develop a new pattern that becomes part of something we call the default mode network, which is just the automatic way of being. So every human being has an automatic way of being at the thought, emotional, uh, and behavioral level. And we use those as a way to keep the results that we're getting in our life, even though we may be miserable or unhappy with some of them, we keep them consistent because that becomes our comfort zone. And anything that takes us out of our comfort zone triggers neural activity no differently than a, a temperature changing in your car or a room and you have the settings you know, for the temperature that you want. If the temperature is off by one degree in your car or room you're in, the thermostat picks up a deviation in the room temperature and turns on the air or the heat. That's an automatic process. You don't sit and think about, oh, it's hot in the room. You know, I wonder if my thermostat's going to work today. Mm. It works automatically. And so this is exactly how the brain works to keep us in this homeostasis or comfort zones. And the whole book, Inner Size, is, is all about becoming aware of the, one of the four things that are holding you back and how to gain control of the most powerful tool in this known universe, your brain. We have never had the user's manual. And so what I attempted to do in the book is give people a user's manual, you know, to understand why has reaching their goals been so hard? You know, uh, how to understand how to use their two brains in their favor, you know, how to understand the, uh, the science of habits and how to deactivate uh, a disempowering or negative habit that you might have um, and create new powerful, empowering habits. You know, how to take, you know, limiting beliefs that you may have about yourself that are nothing more than patterns in your brain that have been reinforced over time and create new powerful beliefs. You know, how to understand um, fears that hold you back, fear of um, failure, fear of succeeding and failing, fear of disappointing yourself, you know, or a loved one. Uh, if you've been on a diet three, four, five times, you've lost weight and gained it back. There's going to be a trigger in your brain that has a fear of disappointment. Um, if you have a fear of being embarrassed, ashamed, ridiculed, or judged, uh, you are shutting down the motivational and motor cortex of the brain. And so if you don't understand that we have much more control and ability to be at, in the driver's seat and be victorious versus being victims of our past, victims of traumas, victims of our failures, victims of our emotions, or victims of these limiting beliefs that hold us back. Um, we can, all, and it's, it's all the most fascinating neuroscience. Um, and um, I mean, that's probably why I'm so excited about it. We, we finally know how we can versus why we can't.
Everything you're saying, I just, for everybody that's listening, I have to just strongly reinforce. And John, I cannot wait to read the book. Because <laughs> I, I truly, in the last two years specifically of my life, um, they've been two years of, of some of the most, um, the hardest two years of my life. Um, extreme chaos, um, you know, lots of changes, major health concerns, you know, lots of drama. I won't go into the detail, but truly the two two hardest years of my life. Yet because of that, because of the the challenging times, I had to do even more. I chose, I don't want to say I had to, I chose to do the hard work on myself. I chose that every time some major betrayal or lawsuit that I had to, uh, you know, engage in came up, I'm like, I looked at it and said, why is this happening? And I looked at myself and, and to what you said, you know, when you, when you start to do the work on yourself and you realize what your self-limiting beliefs are, how you've been conditioned to view yourself, that's when you'll see, oh my God, this is, this is why I've acted this way. This is why, you know, I can see why in relationships, I, <laughs> I accepted dating certain men in my past that just treated me horribly because of the way I believed about, I was so, I've been so insecure most of my life. And I viewed myself inside, even though people on the outside think, Oh, Kelly, you're so bubbly and confident. I can't imagine deep inside massive insecurity. And, and because I viewed myself that way in relationships, I thought I was clear and serial. So I would get into a relationship. Yeah. I would let them, I was so unhappy, but I, I wouldn't leave the relationship because I thought this is the best I can get. And I've got to, I've got to hold on to this because if he breaks up with me, I'll be with nothing. And I'd rather have this crappy guy who's gag than, than nothing. And, and it took all of these things for me to see. I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not clearance material. I'm valuable. I am beautiful on the inside and out. I am gifted. I have a lot to offer this world. That changed the course of my future. And it's why at age 49, I feel, you and I talked about this before the show, I feel better about my health and my love and my life and my businesses than ever before. But that's because I did that work and I changed the way I saw myself. But so many people, they're not doing that. They're not taking that first step to go, I'm not, I'm not stuck here. I guess I keep coming back to that feeling of, of feeling like we're stuck. And so many people think I'm stuck in this relationship and stuck in a bad marriage and stuck making this money. You probably hear that a lot. Do, do you get that a lot with people coming and going, I'm just, I'm stuck. They can't seem to get out of this situation. Uh, absolutely. Um, do you remember earlier I, I said there were four things that hold people back from mm-hmm. um, moving forward and making progress and really living the life they're meant to live? Yes. Uh, number one on the list is self-esteem and self-worth. And so when we have a hidden self-image, which we all have, we have this self-image, which is our, you know, our game face. That's our conscious game face that we want everybody to see. And then we have this hidden subconscious self-image of how we really feel about ourselves, what we feel we deserve, what kind of relationship, you know, we're going to settle for, what kind of income or job we're going to have, what kind of body do we really, you know, feel we deserve to have. So self-image, self-esteem and self-worth is right up there with oxygen that sets the barometer for our brain's expectancy point, what we expect. Hmm. And we will never rise and keep anything that is above our expectancy point. That's number one. Number, number two, 
And that's why people, you know, if they're in a relationship, at least they know that relationship and they know how they maybe are not happy. Maybe they're mistreated, but at least, you know, they're comfortable. And the reason they stick in there because they hope, you know, of a, of something better, but they're, self-image and self-worth and self-esteem keeps them there. That's one. And it, it goes very, very closely with what number two is, which is fear. So fear uh, is a subconscious pattern. And you expressed this before, like what if you leave this relationship and you've made a mistake? So fear of loss. What if you leave the relationship and you don't find somebody then fear of being alone? What if you leave the relationship and you don't find somebody and now it reinforces your low self-image and low self-worth of yourself? And so all of these subconscious patterns, including the third one, which is limiting beliefs that I'm not good enough, not smart enough, too young, too old, um, too Asian, too Caucasian, whatever the case is, um, you know, so those three um, limiting beliefs, self-esteem, self-worth, fears. And then the fourth one is the stories. We all have this narrative in our brain that's going on all the time uh, that says, this is what my life, I guess, is supposed to be like, even though I'm not happy, but maybe this is you know, just the way it's supposed to be like. We make all of our decisions based on the stories that we tell ourselves. And so if you keep telling yourself a story you know, that's disempowering, negative, or maybe even expiring your life, uh, you're going to perpetuate more of that story. And if you're going to tell yourself a story that is empowering, that's energetic, that's constructive, instead of destructive, your brain's going to say, awesome, let's make that happen. And as soon as somebody uses words like, I can't, your brain just says, okay, I'll make that your reality. And that is one of the most dangerous words uh, or two words in the English language, I can't. Uh, what people don't understand is uh, they are not their brain, right? If you think about it, you're not your heart, you're not your liver, you're not your fingers or knees, you're not your brain. You have a brain and you can learn how to direct it better and program it, condition it to serve you versus you being a victim of it. And, and again, that's why, you know, I took the, the research I've done in the last, you know, 20 plus years, and, and I put it into the book Inner Size uh, to help people understand that uh, the most powerful tool in the universe, you own it. And it all, it, they all work the same way. They don't work differently for Albert Einstein or for Oprah Winfrey or for Richard Branson or for whoever your, you know, favored, you know, person is on the planet. You've got the same brain. You just need to use it better. And so if you're not aware of, you know, how to become aware, how to recognize limiting beliefs, fears, stories, excuses, um, self-esteem or self-image issues, and how they are responsible for your emotions and your behaviors. Um, We know all of the how-tos that anybody who's listening needs to achieve greater health, wealth, relationships, career, business. We we know all the how-tos. They don't need to wait another 100 years to know what to do. So we have all the how-to, the blueprints we have for everything mm-hmm. that anybody here um, is listening that may have an issue, whether they're aware of it or not. And so the how-to is the least of the problem. So true. And you and I talked about that right when we, before we got on the show. And for folks that have been listening to me or you've been following me on social media, you know I've shared this quite a lot, in particular the past year and a half. You know, I've always said... You know, I've, I've been a fitness fanatic for years and years and years, and I've had some ups and I've had some downs. And really what I came to see is that 
for me and really I believe for everybody. Um, it, it's not really if you decide to be vegan, if you decide to be paleo, and there's so many great, um, highly influential folks in the fitness, health, wellness, and medical space that are saying the same thing. They're like, you know, look, if, if you want to be vegan, if you want to be paleo, if you want to do Whole30, if you want to do Weight Watchers, have at it. It's not about some miraculous diet or if you do Atkins or low carb, there's nothing magic. I mean, it is usually a simple matter of how much you're moving and how much you're eating. It really is going to matter where, where your mind is. And if you decide to stick with it and all of that is in control, pick something and stick with it and, and be active and get better and get sleep and, and, and stress. These are principles. So just what you said, all of the ways to do it, to get, to make more money, to get out of debt, to improve your relationship. It's all out there. It's whether we choose to do, to move, take the steps in the right direction or not. For me, and this is why a big part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is for me, it took my life taking some really bad turns for me to suddenly look up and go, I'm not stuck here. I'm not stuck living in Chicago, Illinois, where it's, you know, bleak and dreary nine months out of the year. I suddenly looked up and I remember when I decided to up and move to Austin, Texas. And I lived in Chicago and I lived in the Midwest and upper North for years. And I up and moved. I sold all my stuff. I decided to start fresh and, and move my company and myself down to Austin. And you know what's funny, John, is the, the biggest, the, the number one comment that I got from people on Facebook across social media is, wow, it's so cool that you decided to do that. I'm so, I wish I could do that. I wish I could make a move and live where I want. I wish I could start over. And I remember writing back to people going, why do you think that you can't? And that was the number one thing is people go, well, I have kids. Well, my parents, they, they're automatically getting into that reaction. Is that that comfort zone reaction? What is it with people when they think, oh, that's great that you're doing it. I could never move. I could never quit my job. I could never start a business. They're automatically finding reasons why they can't, and that's why they stay stuck and they think success is for everybody else. Well, it goes back to, you know, fears, uh, yeah. fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of making the wrong decision, uh, limiting beliefs, um, stories that they believe, excuses that they come up with. Um, like I said, there's nothing wrong with this. Uh, it's normal. It's natural. It's the way we are designed uh, for safety first. Uh, the key, though, is to become more aware of what are you saying no to? What are you consistently saying yes to? Why? Is it serving you? Do you really want to be limited and stuck? Uh, or do you want to learn how to get unbound and unstuck and you know, everybody that I speak to around the world, there isn't a single person that I ask this question to that says no. And the question is this, do you think you have a lot of potential? Hmm. Almost everybody says, yeah, I've got a lot of potential. When I ask, why do you think you're not using more of it or, or, or achieving more of your potential? You know what the 99% of the answer is? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> and so... I don't know is just ignorance. And, and just so we're clear, ignorance just means not knowing. I just am unaware. And so, you know, what I wanted to do in the book, Inner Size, is introduce people into the most powerful universe that we're aware of. It's in the universe between your two ears, the three-pound organism, <laughs> the most complex, unbelievably powerful. 
be beyond even our ability to understand how powerful it is. We've spent billions of dollars trying to um, build a, a computer that's better than the brain and we can't. We, we can't do the parallel processing, you know, that's happening in our brain. And our, and our brain's not like a computer, but it does things that are similar. It is so vastly more powerful. Um, and most people are just not stepping into their power, not because they don't want to, they don't know how to. Mm. They just don't know how to. And so I, I, you know, I'm like on top of the mountains right now, screaming at the top of our mountaintops, you know, saying, hey, read this, do this, listen to this, because this will empower you. This will help you get rid of the fears that are holding you back. This will help you get rid of years of limiting beliefs that are keeping you playing small. This will help you get rid of self-esteem or self-image issues so that you can finally feel confident, feel certain, and live the life you were meant to live. And this will help you understand that you're telling yourself this narrative, these stories that are keeping you stuck in the same narrative and story. And there's a way to break free. It's so true. And I just truly, he didn't ask me to do this, but if you've been listening to me and following me for a while, you guys know that you've probably seen more changes in me in the way I view myself in what I'm doing. I'm getting ready to launch two new solo business ventures. Um, I, I believe in myself more. All of these things that you're hearing, if you're like I was five or six years ago and you're hearing some of these, you're hearing um, you know, self-limiting beliefs and, and, and you know, talking about brain and, and controlling your thoughts and changing your head. If it sounds like a little hoo-ha or crazy to you, I was there. I was skeptical. And I remember when I went to my first Tony Robbins event, my friend invited me. I was rolling my eyes like, oh my God, I'm going to be one of those people who goes to those kinds of events and walks on fire. Best thing I ever did. And that, I think, was one of the things that opened my mind to, to realizing I could change. And I want to encourage everybody. First of all, you're going to see, I will do a review. I, I Truly, John, I can't wait to read your book. Because everything you're saying is spot on. I'm just beginning my journey, but the changes that I've made that are in full alignment of everything you said, dealing with my self-esteem, dealing with my fear, dealing with my limiting beliefs, and the story I've been telling myself about myself, once I started to address those and understand those and view myself differently, my behavior changed and my future changed. My health changed. My finances changed. My capabilities changed. Everything changes. That's why we're here, people. I, you've just got to take it from me, take it from John, get his book, this is absolutely fundamentally true. And your future can be so different from your past in every single way. And John, I'm realizing, of course, like I do on every single interview, we're hitting the time wall. I have to respect your time. Um, I certainly will be following up with you because I think that we could have you back on the show and talk about some of these um, areas in, in, in a deeper dive. But as we close, I'd like you to tell people, you know, where can we find, is the book available now? Where can we find that? Um, and tell them any of your links online. Well, of course, we'll link this up in the show notes as well. Absolutely. Thank you. What I've done for this book is instead of just talking about, here's what you should do, here's how to do it. I actually went into the studio and I uh, audio taped uh, eight inner sizes, eight core inner sizes that people can do to eliminate stress, to augment their self-esteem, to recognize, eliminate the fears that are holding them back. And so when anybody buys uh, one copy of the book, I'm going to give them about $200 worth of brain training audios that also come with some videos. And if they go to ignite 
ignitemybrain.com, ignitemybrain.com. They'll see that if they buy one book, there's a, a certain uh, number of gifts they're going to get. If they buy five or more, there's more gifts, et cetera. So if they go to that page, ignitemybrain.com, uh, and then they go to um, uh, one of the links that we have there to buy the book and then come back to get their gifts, uh, that's the easiest way to get the book. It's, it's up right now. It's, uh, it was already number one on Amazon for uh, new psychology and uh, it's getting rave reviews um, as well. And, um, and so ignitemybrain.com is where to go and pick up the book. I think that this would, I, and I told you this before the show, I think um, this would be a tremendous, get this as a, as a Christmas gift for yourself. <laughs> if, if you're like me and when you're buying Christmas gifts for other people, you, you're like, what? This would be good for me too. Um, but what a great gift uh, for other people as opposed to something that can be just consumed and set aside. You know, it's something that can improve your life and the lives of others. So um, we will definitely link everything up here uh, in the show notes fluentvideo.com. John, it was absolutely a thrill and a pleasure having you on. I, I'm so honored that you chose to come on the show. I will follow up with you uh, after the show so that we can link up to everything. And I have some, some other ideas for you as well. For everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions on this show or future episodes, or if you are interested in potentially sponsoring future episodes of Fitfluential Radio, you can email us podcast at fitfluential.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We will see you next time on Fitfluential Radio. Hey everybody, this marks the end of this interview with John Asaraf. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you connect with him on his website at johnasaraf.com. Hopefully we'll have him back on the show. Um, all of the things that we talked about in this episode will be linked up in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. If you have any questions on this episode, on future episodes, on topics you'd like to see me cover on the show, if you'd like to inquire about advertising, or if you'd like to nominate somebody that I interview on the show, simply use the contact me form at kellyalexa.com. That'll get through to me and my team and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying the Kelly O Show. If you are, please, I would love it if you would share this with your friends and family and coworkers on social media. And if you have a chance, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and you could give us a five-star rating, that helps the show get seen and heard by more folks that can benefit from this information. I sincerely appreciate every single one of you that reaches out, private messages, me, emails me, texts me, and says thanks for what we're doing. You have no idea how much that means to me. And I really, really appreciate you spreading the word as well. Thanks so much, you guys. I'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show.